Today we change it up again, right here, Raw Fusion. Welcome to the King B's Raw Fusion Podcast. It's been a long time, I should have left you. Without a strong show to flip to Now think of how many weak shows you slept through uh, Time's up, I'm about to bless you with another season Another reason To cut on the TV and start the cheesing To get up on the phone and go call your friends And let them know the King B's Raw Fusion begins to sit on back And enjoy yourself, I'll be your company baby If you need a little help, I took off for a while To revise the plan, got my focus on So I can check out the scam and open up my team Eliminate the fake And went and got me a beat from Bobby Drake And now I'm back And it's better than you ever saw But enough talk Let's get raw A typical night at the clubs Let's get raw You don't want to fall in love Let's get raw Then got the fusion in your blood Let's get raw Into my ladies and my thugs Let's get raw Into the haters on the scene Let's get raw Don't be mad cause we got green Let's get raw You should be trying to make the team Let's get raw Cause we taking everything Hey, it is super producer Lisa Ian. You know what time it is right now. That's right. It's time for Raw Fusion with the one and only wonderful host, my man, King B. Ladies and gentlemen, you know it's Raw Fusion. We're always doing something different. And today we have something different as well. It's called The Listening Party. Why haven't I heard from you? No one listens to your shit. Listen. Please listen to me. I'm listening. Body. So high. All right, so if you're not in the industry, when an artist comes out with new material, they typically have a party. And I've been to several of them from uh, top name artists. And today, we're going to have a listening party from a brother that is very, very talented. His name is Sean White. What's up, brother? Man, I appreciate you, brother. How you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. How's it going? I heard a lot about you, brother. <laughs> yeah, they're all lies. All right, so... Um, <laughs> no, this is the first time we're going to be doing this. And, you know, Lisa E. was telling me about you, and then I went and checked out your work, and, well, it's worthy of uh, mass attention. It's very good, and uh, we're going to check some of this out, bro. Thanks, man. Right here on the show. Looking forward to it, looking forward to it. Now, uh, we're going to start off with uh, one record. And I'm just going to say this. Uh, bro, you ain't shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, I'm going to explain why. But I want people to listen to this song. And then they'll figure out why I'm saying it. And if not, we'll come back and talk about it. The song's name is Kiss the Pain Away. Sean White, right here, Raw Fusion. I know you tired of all the pain. And I know you tired of all the lies. Babe, it's time to let them go. Let me kiss the pain away. Tree. 
shit either <laughs> and, <laughs> and i use the same game on i don't know how many women now see okay there was a there was a video that i was watching on on social media and there was a guy just talking about you know he had his girl there with him and you know he's trying to be all cocky and shit and yeah man you try to talk to my woman you just practice it <laughs> okay <laughs> all right all right so that cocky shit gets you into trouble you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, when when you don't do the right thing, you're not taking care of your woman. You're gonna see a brother like me, brother like Sean, gonna sit there and point out every single damn thing you ever did wrong first. <laughs> and then a couple of days later, yeah, you know when she get in good crying mood and she on your shoulder and shit. Then you're gonna say, "Well, see, I would never do you like that, baby." <laughs> and, and there it is. Now, see, you wrote this song, so I know you don't that shit. And that's just pure game. 
and game recognized games. So I see that shit. That's why I say you ain't shit. I've seen that shit. I've used that shit myself. You know, I ain't gonna say. I, mean, I, mean, I wrote the song. You know, I was inspired to write something about it. You know? And uh, you know, it was a song that I thought would be, you know, that will uh, cater towards the females to the female side. So you know, I definitely wrote that song because I knew the females could relate to it, as well as the males. You know what I'm saying? Especially the ones that's doing it. You know, so all the one that's trying to get a female that's going through that. So. You know? Hmm. Well, I tell you what, if you're trying to get a female that's going through that, you play this here record, you understand? <laughs> and, and brothers, let me tell you something. If you happen to come in the house and your woman play this record three times in a row, you got some work to do, partner. Because yeah. somebody, and you better not let her go to a Sean White show because she might be missing <laughs> for a few hours yeah. after. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man. Let's talk about your career for a second before we move on to the next track, man. Okay. What made you get into the business and, and, and want to be a, a singer, man? Well, actually, you know, it goes back to, you know, when I was uh, young. And, you know, my auntie, you know, she sang for the Shy Lights. Also, back up for Luther. My dad had a band in Mississippi. You know, he did his thing. So, you know, okay. music is, is rich. You know, my whole family is rich with music. So, you know, I just knew it was me. I mean, I was singing one day. And my dad, I think I was about seven. My dad was like... You can really sing, man. We're gonna, you know, have to hone in on that stuff. So, you know, that's what I've been doing ever since. Okay, now he didn't Joe Jackson, you did he? <laughs> no, no, no. He gradually <laughs> let me, you know. Okay. I, this is something I chose. That's good. Although I'm not hating on Joe Jackson. If you could whoop my ass into a hundred million dollars, whoop it. Because <laughs> I got to whoop it, and I ain't got a hundred million dollars. So shit, whoop my ass into a hundred million dollars. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. So I ain't, I ain't with the Joe Jackson hate, man. Damn it. Um. <laughs> Now you 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 shared the stage with a lot of notable artists as well. Yeah. How is that, man? Do you feel like pressure when you have to go out there and perform, or are you one of those crunch time guys and you ready to take over that stage? At the end no matter of the who day, else is on the billing. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, uh, everybody gets a little butterflies, but you know I've been doing it for long enough to know what to do. Go out there and do it, and I, you know, I rehearse and practice. So you know, it's going you know, if you put the practice in, you you know, you're gonna do your thing. But, but the first time I, you know, uh, performed with a big artist, like say Joe, or the first time I did, I think it was Kiki Wyatt. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, mm. it wasn't even a starstruck thing. She was down to earth and everything like that. You know, and it, it turned out mm. well. You know what I'm saying? It was just a woman that's been out there for a while that I've been listening to. So you know, since back in the day, mm -hmm. you know, it was just respect. Though. Well, we're gonna talk some more. I wanna play another one of these records, man. Okay. You know, I'm old school. I still call them records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're gonna play another record man I wish we can go back to that era man the record era so we can make get rich off of the music and not just the shows you feel me <laughs> I know right yeah. but here's the thing if you really do if you know the history of the music industry a lot of the artists didn't get rich off the music anyway you know what I'm saying it was and, and you know we've had this debate back and forth about uh, was, well I have with certain people and unfortunately, a lot of our older artists uh, from way back in the day, they only made money off their shows. They didn't make a lot of money off the records. Yeah, because the of the record paperwork. Made a lot of money because of the, the paperwork. Yeah, See, you know, yeah. nowadays, yeah. Uh, if yeah. you if you had got some common sense, you know how to type in something in Google, you can figure out how to do it yourself. Back then, it was no way unless you paid for somebody to teach you this. It was no way for you to actually know how to go about doing your paperwork. So if you getting dead like that now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's your fault. I mean, really. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Here's another, <laughs> uh, another one of them lines I didn't use as well. 
<laughs> no labels right here. It's Shine White. This ain't a regular love day. It's that waking I just sleep with me massaging your feet, shit, It's that anything you want, I'm only here to please, shit, baby. You're in my command. Your kiss sends me a shot of dopamine. Until I met you And I don't know if it's real Or is it just a phase I'll go through But I feel that it's true uh, We don't need no labels, baby What we got is something different We don't need no labels, baby Shine White. <laughs> I told you, you know, game recognized game, bro. I didn't, I didn't use all that. How many, how many, how many women you be getting off all this? Bro? Oh man, you know what I'm saying. I'm married. I'm married to the music, man. Shit. You know, of course. <laughs> oh, that's. I'm married to That's the music. classic for a whole lot. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I put it to you like that. I put so much time on my music. I don't really have time for a, a long term relationship like that. You know what I'm saying? I just don't have time for it. You know. I'm trying to get. I got goals and you know and things I'm trying to get done. So that's the main focus. The music is my girlfriend, per se. There you go. Yeah. And the rest is side pieces. Okay. <laughs> See, there's another song, side pieces. Are you, I mean, you know that's how the whole song I just gave you, bro. <laughs> I just gave you a whole song. The music is my girlfriend, and you the side piece. You got to understand that. Uh, I don't know how that would do with you. Hey, hey Lisa, hey, Lisa, write but... that. Lisa, write that down. Write that down, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> 
just, you know, I, I just want the credit. I, you ain't even got to send me a percentage. I just want the credit. <laughs> you know, that might be a dope joint, though, for real. It might be a dope joint. Yeah. I've been in the music industry, actually. That's how I started out in the business. I was in the music industry, and actually music led to me being in my first movie, and then that was it. Then I moved to TV and all that other shit. Yeah. What a lot of people don't understand is most of your music artists don't write their own music, especially first-time artists. Uh, you, on the contrary, write most of your records, except for one that we're gonna play today. But you write your records. I do. Why did you feel like you needed to be a writer as well? Well, actually, I, I could be honest with you, man. I mean, it just came, even though I had to practice on it and you know, and get it to where I needed to get it to, but it, writing was really easy for me. It wasn't a hard thing for me. And me being an independent artist, I didn't have to focus on somebody else writing and then they getting all the credit and getting all the, what you call it, publishing and all that type of stuff because it came naturally to me. Mm -hmm. For, I've been writing yeah. since 17, it's been so easy, but I've gotten better over the years. I've always, as long as I can remember, I've, I've always wrote my own stuff. The thing about it is for people who aren't listening, because I like to educate as well, your publishing is really, I mean, you can do shows, that's cool. You can have uh, points on a record or or percentage uh, of royalty, that's cool. But your publishing is where the real money is. When people, like you see now commercials, where people are, uh, or, or companies are using music that's you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, mm -hmm. someone is collecting money from that. So, you know, there's a whole lot of other money that gets made once you have a, a hit record from the publishing, if you still own your publishing. Sure. Some people are smart enough to do that. Some people aren't, and we'll leave those names out of it. <laughs> We're gonna kick it off to this. <laughs> We're gonna kick it off to this next song. Uh, it's called "Kisses." Man, what's, why you want to put your lips on there? Man? <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 damn, kiss your pain away, kisses. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna check it out. Sean White, "Kisses," right here. I miss your kiss. Raw fusion. One of a kind, it feels so nice Girl, you do it right I miss Ooh, oh Girl, you don't go too fast You take your time Just how I like I miss Ooh, hey Oh, you kiss it then I'm drifting off your love Keeps me floating Oh, 
Kisses. Now, we need to just say it. Stepper alert. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely one that the steppers need to be listening to. I can see that in some stepper club somewhere and they're moving around. Is that the kind of motivation you had for this song? Yeah, actually, definitely. Uh, I was talking with uh, DJ Lil John. He was like, yo, I listen to all your music, man. All of it's hot, but you need a stepper song. So I went in the lab. I think I did it in one day. I mean, and it's kind of rare that I would do a song one day and finish it all up. I finished it all up in one day, sent it off to get beat mastered. Lil John heard it. He said, yo, I love it. I love it. This is it. You know, it, it's so, people love it so much. Snick J. Adams, you know what I'm saying? He, uh, we doing a, we working on the remix. And the remix is just as hot, yeah, just as hot as, uh, as the, uh, you know, original. So, you know, I'm trying to decide on how we're going to yeah. play that one. But, you know, Slick said, yo, I need to get on that one, man. He, he feeling it that much. So, you yeah. know. That's dope. Now, when I saw the, the, the title, and kisses and you know and then it started playing i'm like <laughs> ready to get up and start stepping so yeah you know i didn't i didn't know how that was going to go but it, it, it i actually liked it and one of the other things i like is that you're able to transition uh between different styles i would say kiss the pain away is probably more of a 90s type of feel mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. um and then you go to no labels which has a more modern feel to it yeah and then you got Kisses, which has uh, more of a stepper's feel to it. Now, the one that you didn't write, and I ain't gonna lie, I do like this song a lot. Not that I don't like the other ones, but I like this song a lot, and especially since Escape was just on verses. Yeah. So if I'm not gonna give it away uh, before they hear the song, but they'll understand it has a very big Escape influence to it. We're gonna check it out and we're gonna talk about it on the other end. It is body language right here. Sean White. Right here on Raw Fusion. You better be careful. Baby, be careful. This is a baby making tone. Better be careful what your radio on. This is a baby making tone. Better be careful what your radio on. You let down your hair when you're feeling sexy. You bite on your lip when you're holding your tongue. You uncross your legs, yeah, without even speaking. Your body is screaming. You wanna make love. I can hear 
name is Sean White and he's in the building right now. So, Sean, this is the one song uh, that I've heard of yours that you didn't write. Yeah, yeah. It was written by legendary uh, Montel Jordan. We was, me and Lisa was out in Vegas. We had some shows in Vegas and we had, uh, we ran into um, a producer named um, Voodoo Spells. You know, he did a lot of uh, producing for people like uh, Ludacris and you know, a lot of big artists. So we met up with the guy. He, he like he heard me listen to my show. He's like, yo, I got a song for it. I got a song for it. He sent it to me. And then he like, yo, Montel Jordan wrote it. Let me hit a rough draft of what Montel Jordan did. What Montel Jordan did was cold by himself. But you know what I'm saying? He doesn't do second mm-hmm. music for us. He's like, yo, what? I, I, you can do this, man. And I, and I bet you, you can knock it out. So I knocked it out. Uh, I sent it to him in a couple of days. They master mixed it. They sent it out to uh, Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan uh, liked it the first time. It was, he didn't need to change anything or do anything. He was like, yo, we can roll just like that. So, you know, big ups to Voodoo Spells, big up to Montel Jordan. Because, you know what I'm saying, it's a big honor coming from a dude that's multi-platinum. You know what I'm saying? Saying, yo, this is a joint. This Remember, this dude don't roll from yeah. people like Cisco, Charlie Wilson, all these other guys. So for him yeah. to say, yo, that's hot. And then I performed, and I think it was uh, Alabama. If I'm not mistaken, I performed in Alabama with him. He uh, presented me. Uh, I think it was back in 2019. Yeah, 2019, October 2019, I performed a song. And after I performed the song, after I did my show, he was like, yeah, good shit, man. Go ahead and take over this uh, R&B game. This is exactly what he said to me. He whispered that in my ear, so. You know, so I take that as a compliment, you know, and give me motivation. Dope. I, I, I really like the song, man. It's uh, it's really good stuff. I like I like the direction you're going with the music, man, and it, it's important. Um, I had Leon Rodgers on the show a couple of weeks ago, and... Uh, we were talking about the direction music is going in, and we basically talked about the rappers mm-hmm. and everybody sounding the same. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, I I I, I want to give I want to give the the young guys and the new up and comers or the new ones that's out whatever a just do. But I like it when I I can hear a record and it doesn't sound like someone else or anyone else. Uh, I will say, R&B field, uh, I do like a lot of the R&B that's coming out. And you are definitely in that mix, bro, and I appreciate it. Appreciate tell that. people, for sure, tell people how they can link up to your music and, and you and follow you and all that good stuff. Well, um, you can link up to me on all social media. You can follow me at I am Sean White. That's I am S-E-A-N-W-Y-T-E. 
I'm on all uh, major platforms, all digital outlets you can find. I want to send a big ups to uh, Deion Rogers as well, man, because he, he had me on his show. Real cool, brother. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to put me on. You know, he said he liked my song. He liked the Easy to Love You. Put me on. I performed that song. And, you know, and, uh, you know, anytime you need something from me, I got him. You know what I'm saying? Nothing but a good dude. He blessed me, and I definitely, if I got anything you need, I, I definitely bless him. You know what I mean? Real talk. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. I've been working with him for uh, a lot of years. He's been in uh, three of my movies. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, he been a man. He, he a legend. He a legend in Chicago. He doing his thing. Been doing it for a while. So. Yeah, it's just time for him to drop the Destin legend and just go ahead and say the legend. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. Shout out to Lisa E, who actually told me who you were. Yeah, big shout, big shout out to as well, man. Ever since I've met her, ever since uh, the first day I did a show with our public announcement, Glenn, Glenn O'Neill from Public Announcement, and she was hosting the show, you know, and then we, you know, we started talking. She liked my performance. And then, you know, I was with a bad management company that, you know, they was, they know what they was doing. And then she took on that responsibility, which she didn't have to because she got so many other things that she's doing. So, and since I've dealt with it, it it's um, allowed me to see other people and broaden my horizons and make more money. So big ups to her as well. She's she, uh, been a blessing to my career. Well, it's important to have good people around you, especially if they're representing you. Yeah. That is uh, one of the keys to success. You cannot have idiots representing you because right. they will screw up some stuff that you had nothing to do with and now you got people mad at you because they didn't do their job right. So it's very wise of you to deal with someone like uh, Lisa E. She is a consummate professional and, uh, and she's a friend of mine. So... You know, what are you gonna do? You know, she's a friend of mine. Hey, hey, what do you want from me? She's a friend of mine. Forget about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, check out Sean White on all the platforms. Just whatever. Just just go anyway, find him. Anyway, right here and there. Yeah. And uh, you can you can get the knowledge of where he's going to be performing. You know, things are opening up back up now, so you can go check him out and definitely check out his music. This is a listening party. We only have a few songs, but he has a bigger catalog that you definitely want to check out. Indeed. I appreciate Anything you. else you want to say, bro? King B, I, I appreciate you for having me on your show, brother. Much love, man. If you need anything, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And we got to link up, man. Got There's a lot of industry events going on, man. We got to uh, bump into each other. You know? Definitely, man. You got to check it out. And then maybe I'll end up doing, uh, directing a music well, I don't do music videos. I do like mu- music movies. Hey, like have music, a have so I can help you out. I help you out, brother. Don't need money. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a make a a music uh, movie that's gonna be bigger than music videos are <laughs> with one of your songs. Count, that's what we're count, count me in. Count me in. All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. No problem, man. Thanks for taking the time. For sure, for sure. We'll be back with more Raw Fusion. There's a new place to find Raw Fusion. RawFusion.net Gain access to everything Raw Fusion along with information and value you may not find anywhere else. That's RawFusion.net TheIndieCity.com If you like independent clothing brands, independent art, or just things that are independent, then check out TheIndieCity.com There's clothing, art, and more all right there at theindycity.com T-H-E-I-N-D-Y-C-I-T-Y dot com theindycity.com is a proud sponsor of the King B. Raw Fusion podcast. If you want to check out some of our films, you can do so at 
patreon.com slash King B. And as always, King B's Raw Fusion podcast is sponsored by theindycity.com. If you like independent artists or independent products, or you're just independent like me, check out theindycity.com. T-H-E-I-N-D-Y-C-I-T-Y.com. What up? It's your boy, the Destin legend, Leon Rogers of 107.5 WGCI, iHeartMedia station here in Chicago, and also a lady with Leon, my own late night talk show on Fox Soul. And you're locked in right now to the Raw Fusion podcast with my man, King B. And remember, Raw is law. Raw Fusion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a really good show. I have a brother that I've known for a very long time. He's been kicking ass for a long time as well on the radio. His name is Cool Out. What's up, my brother? B, what's good, brother? Man, living life one day at a time. Successful bust. Well, shit, you've been successful for a long time, my brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, most recently you were on Afternoons on Soul 106. I was as of March 12th. I resigned from my position, but I'm still in radio. Love my boss, Jay Allen. Shouts out to him. Good dude. Um, but, you know, there were some things that I had to um, draw the line at. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have to make tough decisions. Okay. Um, but that's part of life, right? Hey, all the time, man. Because you are a hustler. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you in particular on this show. Because, don't know if you remember, because I know you've done so many goddamn shows. You were on GCI, right? Yep. Okay. GCI. I used to do the Sunday night cool out. <laughs> cool out. Thing. Yes. Now, that's when I started hearing you on the radio. But when we you know, met through certain channels in, in business and uh, being in the industry, uh, one, you were a really cool brother. And um, so you live up to your name. Cool out. And uh, then you invited me on your show on WVON. Sunday night cool out the talk show. Yes, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It was really cool. Um, and it was a call in, and uh, <laughs> I remember you actually like kind of flipping out on the fact that we actually had uh, extra features on the DVD. You're like, y'all doing some real shit. Like, you got extra features. <laughs> You ain't doing the hood shit. You got some real shit there. <laughs> but I, I always wanted so when when doing this platform, man, you know, the people that work with you when you're uh starting out and um you know, I'm really loyal to those kind of people. You know what I mean? At that time, you know, I had had my T V show, but I was just doing my independent movie thing. You didn't have to bring me on the show. Not at all. And you did, bro, so I one appreciate that. Number two, when I got this platform, I said, "Shit, man, you got to come on here, bro." He's fighting me, man. Um, I think it's important for all of us to uh, stay connected and and you know to utilize each other's energy or platforms because we're all in the same place. You know, yeah. um, you, some people may look at me and say, "Wow, you've done a lot." And somebody actually said that before, but. When I look at myself, I might be more critical. And we do that. We tend to be more critical about what we've done, mm -hmm. you know, but there are a lot of people who wish they could be in your spot. You know, they mm -hmm. were looking to be able to connect with the people that you connect with and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate those words. It gives me a perspective that I don't always hear. Mm -hmm. well, bro, let me tell you something, man. I was talking to 
the young lady last week from uh, Botswana, and she actually had me on her show, and she was talking about, we were talking about bullying and, and shit like that. And I'm like, really? You know, we get, sometimes you get caught up in what other people think. Right. And I'm like, to hell with them, man. They are people. I'm a person. You're a person. So who gives a fuck what you really think, really? I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm really good to people. I'm really nice to people. But, you know, a lot of people will come into your life and try to tear you down. And I'm not going to allow you to do that because you're a person. You know what I mean? We're on equal footing. And so you may not like me, but I like me. Although we are our own worst critic at times. And sometimes we have to curb that and really get to the point where we admire the shit that we do, you know? Because to be on the inside, you don't really get it sometimes when you're doing it. And then you have to step outside of yourself and kind of um, kind of look at it and see what actually what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think stepping outside of yourself is key in order to be successful, because I think a lot of times individuals can, for lack of a better term, believe the headlines, believe that, you know, mm-hmm. they shit don't stink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. believe they're greater in their mind, which is what you should think, because you need confidence. You want to exude confidence, but you also want to be realistic. You know, um, you got to step outside and look at yourself from how people look at you. And I don't think people do that enough, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes I think that because you don't, it may cause us to lose opportunities, you know. But this world is based off communication, man. And even though we have to communicate with each other, we have to communicate with ourselves in order to understand what we're doing and where we want to go. And that's just real talk. It is real talk. I was telling uh I was telling Lisa E and then subsequently uh uh Leon Rogers. Lisa when they came e. on the show. Yeah, Lisa E, she's great. Um we had her on the show a couple weeks a few weeks ago and 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 Leon as well. And I was telling them that I tried this internet radio shit. Uh-huh. I did that shit for a month. It was like hell no. <laughs> I'm talking about five days a week, man. What the fuck is this? Like, you are you serious? This is what this shit is? Nah, bro. You know, and I, I suppose if I, I had a team or, you know, or was, um, you know, getting paid a lot of money, I'd, I'd stick through it. But, you know, you guys got to realize what you guys actually do. That is a lot of shit, man. Like, to come up with something to talk about every day and, uh, and then to be entertaining every day day that's a hell of a lot of work bro people a lot of people don't know how how or what it takes to really be successful you know it's like it's just like anybody who wants to um make a movie you know or wants to 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 have a hit song you know Mm -hmm. we see it and be like oh i can do that and Mm -hmm. yeah you might be able to do it but can you really do it like putting the work in is difficult man and radio isn't what it used to be as far as um my perspective only because social media and platforms, because now everybody has a show. Everybody has a mic. Everybody's doing a podcast. Everybody's doing some form of radio. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, the question is, what purpose do radio disc jockeys serve anymore? Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Like, you know, so I, I think we're at a critical point in just the history of radio mm-hmm. because l- real talk, who has a radio anymore in the house that they turn on? 
And if you are in your car, you might turn it on. But most of the times you got your own playlists on various platforms right. or you might listen to somebody, you know, just to see what they're doing. You know, the, the days of the Tom Joyner coming from the bottom, getting mm-hmm. to the top. Is that over? I don't know. You know, and then big time comedians, you know, if you got, of course, for companies, they look at, well, I need somebody who can be popular on all platforms so that we can monetize because it's about money, regardless if they're good or not at it. You know, that's like, you know, me being a popular basketball player doesn't mean I'm going to be a good radio personality or act, but it's all about the money. Talk about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's all about the money. So that's why you have your your Steve Harvey's, your D.L. Hughley's, your Smiley's. Great comedians, and not to say that this shows anything the matter with it, but well, one of you know, them is, but anyway. <laughs> but you know, companies look at it like, wow, we can use it since everybody knows these personalities, and, and that's been the game for a while. You know, they don't want to pay a local personality who might be a great radio personality mm-hmm. money when they can pay this personality the same amount of money, but put them in fifty different cities. And mm-hmm. the return on this, that investment makes sense to that company. Right. You know, big companies, you know, radio personalities, we're just announcers now. Th- that's mm-hmm. the way they look at us. But, you know, just like anything else, man, you make a good film, it will get seen. You make a good record, it will get hurt. You can't take away quality. Right. You know, but quality is not what we focus on. You know, the microwave engine. Yeah, it's like, you know, you remember that controversy a few years ago where they had a bunch of... Uh, or rappers were just, you know, turning actors so at a at a rapid rate. You know, that right. uh that kind of equates to that. And me being an actor, filmmaker, I never really saw the problem with it. And if you are willing to put in the work, because if you think it's as easy as you think it is, it's not. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So so it, it, that that's gonna happen. That's happening to every industry, especially like you said, everybody does. There's so many podcasts and so many things, and, and I made the mistake of not really jumping online as early as I probably should. So now you have to compete against like a million other people now. You know what I mean? But the thing about it is, is hopefully, hopefully we're still in a society where the cream rises to the top. Well, I think we, we are still in that society. And I can't you can't be mad at cats who are just trying to make a living and see an opportunity, like even with rappers. You know, they got they popular. Of course, it's about money. And I know for some actors, I would hear actors that would feel offended. It's like, you know, here they are that they're, you know, working their craft in the park goes to somebody who got a popular song as opposed to somebody who's an actor and deserves. Or, you know, and who's not to say that 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 rapper doesn't deserve it. It's just, right. you know, it, it's it's just that that's that's part of the seasoning of the plate. You know, uh, unfortunately, and it never will change. You know, tomorrow, if you get, you know, something viral hits B and all of a sudden everybody knows your name, you know, <laughs> you you know, whoever feels like they can monetize your popularity will do so. That's just business one on one. You know, um, a lot of I, for the sake of what, you know, enthusiasts or people who are I hate to say true to the game, but, you know, they might feel slighted. You, you had the same thing with hip hop artists. You know, somebody make a hit record and all they said was, huh, uh, as opposed to somebody who spit knowledge on a hip hop record. Yeah. Some of them will feel a little slighted because, oh, here's the shit that gets popular versus what I'm really getting. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just it's junk food compared to healthy food, <laughs> you know, and then people have their preference. But that's just the way it is. I can't get mad at it. I never will. But the more we understand the game, the better you get at playing it. And I do believe that regardless of all the stuff that's out, quality. And if it's good, it's good. 
know, it's, yeah, you, it you can't sell me, right? You can't sell me on something that's terrible trying to tell me, man, this is dope, this is great. Nah, not to my ears, it is. Right. What's good is good, and it will rise to a top. So there's a there's an advantage to this disadvantage of everybody doing podcasts, and you know, which is great, is the fact that it forces you to either be more creative or to develop yourself better, where you can stand out mm-hmm. without having to do ridiculous things to do so. You know what I'm saying? And that's the biggest thing. What was that movie? Can't think of the name of it right now, but it was the most ghettoest shit. And for no, seriously, and I, I literally got online. I said, "If y'all, if this shit," and it went. It, it it was so popular, bro. It was like a, it was like a. a, a you might know it. Um, it is this guy. It was something like a documentary, but I think it was scripted. And he was going around the hood. It might have been the south, and he was just doing all kinds of dumbass shit in the hood. And it was, and I can't even think of the name of that movie, but it was big. For a minute, and I went on social media. And I said, "This is the shit y'all want." Yeah, I can forget it because I'm not going. I'm not just. I'm just not doing that shit, man. And and that was in their head. They might have thought that this was gonna work. I can't tell you how many times I've been on films, and they've been like, "Yeah, this is gonna be the next best thing since sliced bread." Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, here's the thing. It actually did work, and that's why I was like, "Oh shit!" If this is where we're if going, it did I'm work. Not, I really want to know what it is. Yeah, Send I'm, me I'm the like, link. Let me see this. <laughs> it's like, I'm I want to see what this is. But let me ask you this though: Be like, when you say it worked, what's the standard of something being successful for you? Well, see, that's an interesting. That's an interesting question. Successful for me, you know, people don't understand how easy it is to make a million dollars in this thing. You know what I mean? You really, at the, at that time, there were still DVDs. You really only needed to sell 100,000 DVDs at $10 a watt. When you are talking about 300 some odd million just here in the United States, you just, you know, mm-hmm. you got to get it out there. That's why a lot of people would go to those um, distribution deals. The only problem is, you know, like your Mavericks and stuff like that, at the time, they would just sign anything, like anything, like, the worst shit and the well, worst yeah, and production that was comedy. Demo, man. That was the demo. And cats yeah. were, that was a money thing because I think they would send you a royalty check on a consistent basis, you know. Something but if they were they doing that, money. how much money were they making off of that? How much but, money was Matt Maverick making off of those films? That's what I would A shitload of money, man, because all you got to do is sell like 100,000 units, you know what I'm saying? So you can get anything slapped up against the wall and if you got 10 projects, you know what I'm saying? Now you're down to selling just 10,000 units a project, you know, to make a million. And they were everywhere. But I know people who got that deal and all they got was like 20 grand out of the deal. So for the filmmakers, it wasn't that great. For them, it was fantastic. Because, you know, like I said, you just sell 10,000 units. You're done. That's a million. All right, bring in some more bullshit. Sell that. Another 10,000 units. You know what I'm saying? Of each. Like I said, if you got 10 of them, and each one of them hits 10,000, that's 100,000, times 10, a million dollars. It's a crazy game. But again, the filmmaker's only getting like 20 grand. You know what I'm saying? So I wish I, wish I could get resources right now, because I got a couple of projects that I, I got one that I'm ready to, to get produced and some other stuff, man. I just, getting the resources, finding the money to make stuff happen. That's the difficult part 
from my perspective, because, you know, um, those opportunities are far and few between and a lot of them are relationship based. You know, you oh, gotta, yeah. It ain't like if you and I had the gang of money. All right, brother, here, let's uh, figure out. Here, here you go. Here's, you know, but unfortunately, yeah. we don't have the resources like, that. you know, so that's I mean, been the challenge on my end is finding those resources. You know, I was doing this before before this thing actually was affordable to get the quality that you can get now for a lower price. Like I got this, I spent like two and a half grand on a computer that now <laughs> it wouldn't be $10, you know what I'm saying? And then the cameras then, you know what I mean? They can't compare to what you can, I spent for a better camera, I think I spent a grand than the camera that I spent, you know, almost three grand on. Uh, then, so you have access to more things. My thing was always, man, because I came from like the, well actually as an actor I was in bigger movies, but when I, I came to direct and I put my own money up for it, you know, shit, man, you, you get people and you run and you do the shit on the fly. We didn't have the money for it, you know what I'm saying? If I told you how much I did for, how much I spent for the gangster movie, you wouldn't believe me at all, at all. And that was before we did you did you make did you make money on that? <laughs> There's no way I couldn't make money on it, bro. It was so low <laughs> what I spent. There's no way I couldn't have made money. But even if I had a decent budget, yeah, we we made money on it. You know what I'm saying? But then the okay. the difference was because I was I refused to take those distribution deals. I had to distribute it myself, which is the reason why it didn't go as worldwide as it could have. But I was not going to take that deal because you're telling me 20 grand and I can make that on the street with my movie. Easy, that's only 2,000 units. Cause we were charging $10 a watt. So bro, I'm not gonna give you my shit and then I can't even touch my own shit for 20 years. For 20 grand? Get the fuck out of here, man. So that was the thing. But I made my money back off the the first premiere. <laughs> it's a but you got to know the game. You know what I'm saying? You got to you know. Fortunately, I had a a bit of a following for my TV show, and and I was willing to get out there and hustle and introduce it to new people, and they gravitated to it, and you know we we did we did well. You know, not well enough to do as much as I wanted to do, but I could eat at night. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't stressing over money. I wasn't riding in a Bentley though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, now there are different platforms that you can get out there to more people. I'm gonna probably look into some stream platforms and stuff like that. So I mean, you know, it's a hell of a good script, hell of a good writing. It was done well, edited well, and people still like it. To this day, people come back and say, I'm finna watch your movie. You know what I mean? So it was done well. The acting was good. And so if you have the quality everywhere else, People can forgive the fact that you did this so long ago that the quality has changed in in production value, as opposed to having great production value, which a lot of people who come out of Columbia and things of that nature, they learn how to shoot it, to light it, to all that kind of stuff, and have no creativity whatsoever. And it looks great, and the rest of it is shit. The acting's terrible, the writing's terrible, the story's terrible. So I've seen that a lot as well. Totally ate up anybody who graduated from Columbia. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I know, I some know, I know. Them, I was just teasing. Some yeah. of them. Yeah, some no, some of them are good. They have creativity. Because you gotta understand when going through those things, like even with the acting classes, you can teach techni the technical part. You can right. teach the technology. You can't teach creativity. I'm sure you've had people that come from uh 
or met people that come from the broadcast world and they know what to do on the radio, but they don't have the creativity or the ideas or the intelligence or whatever it takes to be a radio personality five days a week, you know? That's not a slight against Columbia or any of the people who came from Columbia at all. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I, I knew what you was talking about. I was just messing with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Columbia, if you listen to anybody, love it. He did not mean that. I was just being You know, my thing is, is uh, can't teach the creativity no matter how hard you try. You know what I mean? Oh, you can't. You gotta, you gotta have, it's almost saying, if you don't have the natural skills, you're not gonna be, you know, you won't be as successful as you think you will. But hell, that's with anything, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have to have you have to have the passion. If you get in this shit just to make money, <laughs> okay, right. brother. Passion. I wonder. I mean, that's 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 real talk. Passion is. Oof, I don't know. Man. How often do you find people that actually have passion? How many people would do what they do for free? I wonder. A lot of them. You know, there's a lot. You think of there's a lot of passion out there? Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that do it. You know, when, when you when you think about film, mm-hmm. film is the one medium that encompasses just about every art form there is, you know? If you're a photographer, that can kind of translate into film. We shoot right, right. frames of film. If you're a musician, there's music and film. If you're an actor, obviously there's acting and film. If you're a writer, there's writing and film. If you're an editor, there's editing and film. Like, you know, even your artist or painter or something like that, they will know how to frame a picture. Um, which kind of translate into film. So just about every art form, clothing. Just think about there's you know people with fashion and stuff like that. If you have a passion for fashion, there's a job for you in film. If you have a passion for makeup, there's a job for you in film. Like it encompasses just about every art form there is. So you know there's a lot of people that have a lot of passions for what they do. Just gotta find where they fit in this whole thing. Finding out where you're comfortable at. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. important, man. I love it, man. I'm looking to do another film project. So, God, if you hear me, please help me with resources. <laughs> I enjoy it, man. I've driven to L.A. several times just to work on somebody else's project. Sometimes, bro, you just got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take, take, even if it's not the big budget thingamajig, you can do a film and then people will see it. They'll say, oh, you did that for how much money? Okay. Well, now we can put a bag behind behind you and we're off to the races. You know, we don't have to worry about it. And that's how I got my TV show. You've been doing this thing on cable access for how long? Okay. All right. Then we know you know what you're doing. All right. Come over here with, you know, broadcast boys. You know what I'm saying? And, and it could be that simple sometimes. Sometimes you just got to get out there and do something. You know, put something out there. Look at these cats now on the internet, man. You know, they're doing these little little clips. You know what I'm saying? In, in six, seven, eight million views. Okay, people are getting looked at, man. And if they know what to say and how to say it and how to do it, when they come in front of those people, you know, it can turn into a situation. So I always encourage, you know, even if you don't feel comfortable doing a feature, do a short, you know, five, 10 minutes. Get your idea out there. That's what's important. It's kind of like the rappers. Whereas when we were coming up, you had to have money for a studio. That shit was like, in some places, two hundred dollars an hour. You know, two three hundred dollars an hour. Now they're in the right, basement. So the need to have a big studio budget is not necessarily not needed in this day and time because cats are recording in their basement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're doing their podcasts in the basement and shit. Right, so, right, right, right. you know, I'm doing Just this. Setting up the video, mic, the board, we set up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm you know what else I've noticed? Like in the podcasting realm, like. Mm-hmm. 
you used to have where these artists would go to the radio guys and they would do the interviews. But now these people in the industry, like rappers are doing interviews with other rappers and they're getting much better content than any radio person would. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. They talking about stuff because they can relate. They're on a whole nother level. Some of this stuff is dope. Like uh, your boy Joe but- Buttons, he's doing one. Um, you know else who has a good one? Is Noriega, he does Drink Champs. Oh yeah, they yeah, getting yeah. stuff. He, they they getting. I'm like, yo, these cats are getting stuff that you know regular radio guys might not necessarily get. You right. know, and it's not to say that they wouldn't give it to us, but they got better relationships with these artists. And then you, you know, more <laughs> so, more comfortable. Like we were talking before, I'm gonna cuss. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and it's definitely a different platform because radio is still PC. You know what I mean? Yeah. FCC still runs that. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. And that freedom, like I was saying, you know, <laughs> when I got on HBK, you know, I, I, and you could cuss on there because whatever, I don't know how, but you could, and still went on the radio. I just said, fuck, 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 just because it, it, was, it was freeing because every time you go to the radio and do an interview, and I've been on just about every major radio station in Chicago, you know, in the back of your mind, you're saying, okay, make sure you don't cuss. Don't say that. Don't say that. You know what I mean? So it's like when you are able to be free and whatever you say, you just have to be able to deal with the consequences of what you say. But whatever you say, you know, you can you can just be free and say that. It puts an artist or, or someone else in a different place to where they can express themselves how they want to as opposed to how they're supposed to. You know, it's very different. I like the Up and Smoke podcast, you know, basketball players talking to basketball players but they keep right, it real right, right. you know what I mean they keep it real they're able to say stuff you know what I'm saying that they uh, normally wouldn't be able to say so you know when you when you have that freedom I think that opens it up up the door as well I'm looking for the cool out podcast uh, you know what uh, I don't know if, it nece- if I don't know if I would necessarily call what I would do a podcast um, mm-hmm. I did a few you know I don't even, I'm still trying to figure out how that looks, to be real talk, um, because. Like, what's the apprehension? Well, one, before everybody was doing podcasts, yeah, I'd call it a podcast. But now everybody has a podcast. It almost, in my mind, it almost seems redundant to call something else another podcast because, you know, from the marketing standpoint, it's like, oh, here's another podcast. What makes this podcast any different? You know, and again, I can get on social media and sell everybody. I got the greatest thing since sliced bread. But if it isn't there, it isn't there. So for me, I'm always looking for the curve, looking for how to fill a, a space that has avoided, you know what I mean? And radio is going to find that space probably by itself. The people that are in charge and they control it, whoever they may be, you know, it, it all, I, I liken it to this and I always say this. And, and, and Kanye West did something that for the rest of life I can use as an example. Mm-hmm. of how things change when you don't expect it or you don't know that it could change. And, and Kanye West, nobody, you know, before he became Kanye West, he was just a kid out here on the street. He probably walked past him, didn't recognize him. He didn't look like what rappers looked like at that time, right? Right, right. Went to New York, worked hard, got a relationship, started rapping, didn't even sound like everybody else. But when right. Kanye came out, he changed the game because now it went from gangs that everybody wanted to wear backpacks, wanted to be, you know, had that college look, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody saw it coming, but it filled a void because there were people who could relate to that, who hip hop at the time or music at the time was not connecting. Right. You know, um, and it's just a matter of time. Everything has its ceiling. Everything has to change. 
and radio is going to have to be redefined uh, because, again, you're working on a, a system that you've been using since the 40s and 50s. Right. <laughs> it's not the right, same right, anymore. Right. Technology right. has bitten into radio. So mm-hmm. it's like radio. I was just reading something where the revenue of radio was down overall. I just was reading that yesterday. Yeah. You know, and I remember when I was working at GCI and Facebook came out. It was a new thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if GCI was clear channel if it was iHeartMedia at the time, but GCI, the company said, nobody say the word Facebook on it. Mm. It's like, <laughs> that's like telling me not to use the word the in a sentence when I'm talking. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, this is part of social evolving. And they tried to do something their own called the block. But again, they only saw the monetary value. Right. But what you did see is that this was a social and historic changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you say, you can't stop that. So you either jump on board and embrace it, just like mm-hmm. with you were talking about internet. You're like, man, you know, for you being a filmmaker, the internet is like, okay, but because you, you saw the use and, and you were used to using the talents and being face to face. Now social media has made it easy where anybody can do anything on air, regardless of the production level. Regardless of the production quality, I should say. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's jump on. And and then with Facebook and Instagram and all these other social medias, even with girls. I'm in the mall the other day and a girl walks past and she has this harness on her waist. And my mind is like, why does she have that? And a friend of mine was telling me that's what they have to wear when they get the butt injections or the butt implant. And I'm sitting like, I mean, exactly. Just no words. Like we are at a point where butt implants is a normal now so they can get on social media and show how big their ass is. Mm-hmm. But yet, if you try to walk to a girl or you look at her sexually, I'm independent. Don't look at, you know, so it's almost contradictory. I'm confused myself where our society is. You know, you want to be respected as a woman, but then you got other women who are sexualizing every single thing about themselves uh-huh. and then will jump on the independent woman bandwagon. Don't look at me like this. It's like, okay. Your tits are this, out, this, damn it. I'm going to look at you <laughs> like that. Shit. (laughs) You know, so it's just, we're at a strange place, man. Things are changing socially, technologically. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Things are changing, you know, even with gender. We're at a point now where you, I was in a store and didn't realize this was a, it was a girl in front of me, had the body of a woman. And, you know, you see a woman with baby, okay. Then I heard the girl behind me say, oh, I went to school with him. I said, Uh him? Oh, no. Like, yeah, that's a, Dude, I was like, you couldn't even tell. I was like, you know what? I give up. I'm not looking at women ever. My mind, I'm, I'm just staying inside the house. <laughs> and praises to them if they want to be happy. I'm cool with that. It's just things are so different now where our kids, I'm raising my daughter and son. You know, it, it's different from them, man. You know, totally. Well, shit, man, this is not the drink champs. We are not here all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I I appreciate you coming on the show, bro. I appreciate it, bro. I do. I'm gonna be looking for the next thing. Is there anything in the works that you you want to talk about? Or I'm hosting an event June 19th uh, for men out at Country Club Hills Theater. So I'll be out there on the 19th. Uh, and if you go to my uh, Facebook page, Cool Out Radio, the show, I'm posting content there, which is part of my my video packaging and, and some of the TV show stuff that I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I got some other projects in the works. So just one step at a time, man. Um, and with God's help, hope to be back on air sometime soon somewhere. So we shall see. It's going to happen, man. From your mouth to God's ears, brother. Maybe it's time for a cool out radio station. Ooh. Yeah, hey.
hey, I uh, <laughs> I hear that, I accept that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what's up, brother. I appreciate you, man. No problem, man. We'll talk soon, and uh, until next time, bro. Most deaf, most deaf. It's time to talk some shit with King B on the King B's Raw Fusion Podcast. Brought to you by TheIndieCity.com. Well, another good show. You know, it's exciting sometimes when you can introduce new things, look at things differently, when you can explore the possibilities and get out there and do something that you probably haven't done before. There's the newness of it. There's the sensory overload sometimes. And sometimes it's the knowledge that you gain from certain things. Sometimes people are afraid, but sometimes it's time to get out there and enjoy the time we have. I'm King B, and this is Raw Fusion. Raw Fusion.